Good morning. Today we are learning Asicha on Parshas Netzavim, Chelek Chaf Dalid. Um, and it is definitely um, a bit of a complicated Sicha, so here we go. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Betchilas Parshas Heinu, Mesupar Bekatub, Odos Kritas Habris, Ben Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Yisrael. So in the beginning of our Parsha, we are going to be talking about the covenant that was made between Hashem and the Jewish people. So let's take a look at the Pesukim. Um, this is Parsha's in seven. This is said the last, this is like one long speech that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving to the Jewish people. So I'll start just from the first, the first Pesuk in the Parsha, Pesuk test. You are all together, you, you all together are standing today before the eternal, your God, the leaders of your tribes, your elders and officers and every man of Yisrael, your small children and your wives and the proselytes who are within your camp, even from your wood choppers to your water drawers. For you to enter the covenant of the eternal, your God and his oath, which the eternal, your God is forming with you today. Then Pasuk Yudbez, which is the one that we're going to be talking about a lot. Laman hikim odcha hayom lo laam, behuya lacha la elokim kasher, diber lach, bekasher nishpa lavosecha la Abraham, le Yitzchak, le Yaakov. In order to establish you today as his people, and that he be your God, just as he spoke to you, and as he swore to your forefathers, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And not with you alone am I forming this covenant and swearing this oath, but with those who are standing here with us today before the eternal our God and with those who are not here with us today. So Hashem speaking to the Jewish people, establishing this oath. Um, so now to look back in the Sicha. Um, as it says, Hashem Gomer, for you to enter the covenant, etc. Leman hikim adcha hayom la'am in order to establish you as, as a people. A behetik Rashi, and Rashi says, as a tevas on the word, leman hikimotcha hayom la'am. He brings out those words. The perush kokahu nechdas litrov leman kiyamotcha lefanav la'am. And what does Rashi say? This is how much Hashem has, has, has um, worked hard. This is so much effort in order to establish you as his people. So on the words, in order to establish you as his people, Rashi says, he goes to so much effort in order to establish you as his people. So the first question is, what is Rashi actually telling us? The Torah says, in order to establish you as his people. And Rashi says, he goes to so much effort in order to establish you as his people. So what's Rashi actually saying here? Laman hikim, the ki ketzed hayinu mefarshim zosalu perish Rashi. It seems like we could probably understand the Pasuk pretty straightforward without Rashi, that he's doing this in order to establish us as his people. Rashi seems to only be adding that he goes to so much effort. So there are mefarshim on Rashi that are, that explain what he's trying, that explain what he's trying to say. Ha-mefarshim bi'uru shehuksha Rashi mahu sham arakatub so the Mepharshim say that Rashi is actually explaining to us the word to become a nation. That in order to establish you today as his people, etc., in order that you should become a nation. Um, 
פחדו להם ויקימו את התורה. היינו קריטוס בריס על שמירת המצווה. So that Hashem is not exactly establishing them as a nation because they already were a nation from the time of the giving of the Torah. So what's happening here is that Hashem is making this covenant that they'll keep the Torah and the mitzvahs so that they can, so that they can live as this nation. And we're going to continue that thought in a second because the entire covenant is about keeping mitzvahs. The covenant, that's the whole point of the covenant that I'm making a, a covenant with you that you will keep the Torah and the mitzvahs. So why are we talking about nationhood? Because they already were a nation. So Rashi is coming to explain to us on the word nation. So how? So that's the question. And according to the Mepharshim, that's the question of Rashi. Why is this seem to be surrounding nationhood when we already were a nation? And the answer that these Mepharshim give that Rashi is saying, So the, um, that the Torah is not telling us the purpose of the covenant, meaning become a nation. That's not what it's actually telling us. But rather it's giving us a reason for the covenant. That he went to so much effort for this covenant. Why? Beno Ben Yisrael, to make a covenant between him and the Jewish people. Because he promised our forefathers that he will not swap us out, so to speak. He will not change us for another nation. Which Rashi actually says in his next comment. If you want to just quickly glance at the next Rashi. I'll just read it in English. Since he spoke regarding you and swore to your forefathers that he would not exchange their descendants for another nation, he therefore is binding you with these oaths. That's Rashi's next comment. Basically, Hashem is, so to speak, obligated to make this covenant between the Jewish people and himself that they will not pass over, they will not um, forgo their obligations for the Torah and the mitzvahs, and therefore he won't need to distance himself from them. Which would be the opposite of the covenant he made to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, to your forefathers. So our first question is, what's Rashi actually telling us? The Mepharshim say he's explaining to us not so much the purpose of the covenant, not to make you a nation, but the reason for the covenant. The reason being that since I want to keep you as my nation, in order to keep that relationship going, I'm going to have this covenant with you so that you're constantly keeping Torah and mitzvahs. Now, obviously, that's not where the Rebbe is going to end because we're only on page one. <laughs> so we're going to have some questions on that. Kilomar Laman Hikim, the Gomer, the Lokai, Al Abarech, the Bris, Hainu Shamataris, Pritus Bris, who Hikim Gomer, Elazahu Tam. So the Rebbe is just saying what it, I'm going to read it inside. It's to say that Laman Hiki means to establish you. And it's not referring to entering the covenant per se. Um, because the, the purpose of the, which would mean that the purpose of the covenant is to establish you, but rather it's the reason. The reason is that's why he goes to so much effort 
And the word Laman is referring to the effort, the, the trouble that Hashem goes through. So that the Jewish people will continue to be his nation. As he spoke to the, our forefathers. We're going to have some questions. This is not fully understood. We're going to have some questions on this explanation. Inyan hikim otcha gomer lola'am behuya lechala elokim. The concept of he will establish you into a nation and he will be your God. Ushmiras hamitzvos harehem taluim zebaze. And keeping mitzvos are contingent one upon the other. Kimiforish bekamak tuvim, as is written in many places. Ukmo shakatuv hamifarshim hanal. The etem beperusham zegufa, as the previous. Um, as quoted Mefarshim themselves explain. That if the Jewish people will for, forsake the Torah and the mitzvahs, Hashem is obligated or, or must distance himself. Which is the opposite of, of the promise we were given that he will not separate from them. So why do we have to um, make an explanation that in order to establish you as a nation, um, is not what it says directly in the Torah, which is for you to enter the covenant in order to establish you as a nation. But that Hashem has to go through so much effort. And we're not just explaining it simply. Like, why is Rashi talking about Hashem's effort when we know that keeping the mitzvahs is, is connected with being connected to Hashem? That, that, that's a known fact, that when we keep the mitzvahs, we are establishing ourselves as Hashem's people. So why is Rashi adding in something which isn't even spoken about in the Torah, that this is the reason that Hashem goes to so much effort? Um, Rashi didn't need to say that at all. Because the purpose of the Abarach Bibris, to establish a covenant, Kritas Abris, Al Shmiras, Hamarat, Al Shmiras, because establishing a covenant is about keeping the mitzvahs. Laman Hikimar Chavigomer, Lola'am, Vahuya Lachal Elokim. As it says, very straightforward. In order to establish you as his people, and that he shall be your God. Through keeping the Torah and the mitzvahs, you will be his nation and Hashem will be your God. That's the straightforward, that seems to be the straightforward meaning of the Pasuk. So why is Rashi bringing in this idea of the tircha, of the extra effort that Hashem is expending? Bez. So another concept that's not clarified.
Um, another question, according to this logic, is that Rashi seems to only be explaining the word Laman and not the entire Pasuk. Laman we have here in English translated as an order. Um, and Rashi is, and according to that, Rashi is explaining just that word. Delokai al It's not contingent on to and for you to enter a covenant. Haomer Pasak Hukdam, which is what's said in the previous Pasak, Ella al Shakoka Hunichnasli Trah. But rather, um, that for this much, that because of all this, he's going to such an effort. And as ha who shalaman kan ein pirush bishvil. So the chiddush of Rashi, according to this, is that laman doesn't mean bishvil in order, which in order refers to something that's happening in the future. We're going to do this for the sake of something that's going to happen in the future. Hainu mataras hadavar v'tachlis ba'atid that the purpose it's going to be for something in the future. Ella lefi, but that laman over here means lefi, which in English would be because of which refers to something in the past. Natinas tam al ha'avar, a reason based on something that already happened. Al kach she'kokach That because of all this, something that previously happened, he's going to such an effort. So meaning when it says laman hikimotcha hayom la'am, our first thought was that it's, it's something that's going to be happening. I did this in order for something to happen. But according to this understanding of Rashi, the word Laman actually means I'm doing this because of something that happened. What's that thing that happened? The covenant that I made to your forefathers. So it's based on something that happened in the past. And that's what these Mepharshim are, are positing that Rashi is explaining. And he's, how is he explaining that? That Hashem went to so much effort. Why do you go to so much effort? Because of this covenant that happened in the past to your forefathers. So according to this logic, So if this is the case, if Rashi is really just explaining to us the connotation of the word Laman, that it doesn't mean Bishvil, it means Lafi, it doesn't mean that in order to, it means because of, then why does Rashi quote many more words from the Pasuk. He doesn't just quote the word Laman. He also quotes the words, Hikim Odcha Hayom La'am, establish you today as his people. Make sense? The Yeter Alken, and even more so, if you're really looking at the words that Rashi uses, Rashi Shina Milashan Hakata, Rashi changes the words of the Torah in his explanation. So if you look at the Rashi very thoroughly, at the end, after the word litroach, he says, which in English is translated basically the same thing, to establish you as his people. But in the Pasuk, it says the word, whereas Rashi says, is the present, kayam is future tense. Hakatuv natek halashon lo la'am. The Torah says, hikim lo la'am, establish you today as his people. And Rashi says, shina v'katav lefanav la'am. He doesn't say lo la'am, he says the phrase lefanav la'am, before him as a people. 
Rashi hishmita tateba hayom, and Rashi does not include the word from the pasuk hayom. If you look at the pasuk, it says in there, laman hikimot cha hayom lo laam. So Rashi skips the word hayom. He changes hakim, which is present tense, to kayem, which is future tense, and he changes the phrase lo laam to lafanav laam. Be good to have a chart. <laughs> So based on all this, the Chiddush, the novel idea that Rashi is teaching us, is not the first phrase of his interpretation, which is what the previous Maparshim based all of their understanding on. In or, for this, this is why I went to so much effort. But rather, it's actually the continuation of his words, hi Sarah. Laman kayem laam. This phrase, um, this phrase that in order to establish you as a nation, but phrased in his own words, betevos elu in those words. Ela ein kavanat lahatik es lashon hakatuv elu lifaresh epshat ktuvze. And of course, he's not coming to correct um, the the Torah but rather to explain what the Torah means when it says that phrase. That the meaning, the pshat of the word hekim, which is present tense, is actually kayam, which is future tense. The lo la'am, mashma lafanav la'am. And the phrase to him a nation should be understood as before him a nation. Habior bazet. So, Sa'if Gimel, to explain all this. I hope people are following. Larashi hukshata kushepshuta. Rashi has a simple question. Eich efshar lomar shekrita sabris hi laman hikimotcha hayom laam. How can you say that the establishment of this covenant is in order to make for you today a nation? You're implying that the establishment of the Jewish people as a nation is happening right now today, the last day of Moshe Rabbeinu's life when he's made a big kinnis, I gotta love that word, when he's established all the Jewish people together and he's making his final, um, his final talk to the Jewish people. This is the day when they became a, ma- a nation, but we already know that they actually became a nation at the giving of the Torah. And that's explained many, many places, and that's a very basic concept. So how can you say that today is the day that they're becoming a nation? So the brackets. It already says in the Torah, on this day you became a nation. And Rashi explains over there that it doesn't mean literally this day. But as every single day, it should be as if the covenant is renewed. So that's actually in last week's Parsha. Chatzayin Tess. Um, if we want to just take a quick look at that. It says, 
Moshe with the priests from the tribe of Levim then spoke to all of Israel, saying, listen carefully, Israel, and here today you have become a people before the eternal your God. And Rashi over there says, today you have become a people. Every day you shall regard it as if on this that day you enter the covenant with him. Meaning that the word hayom over there means that it should be a daily feeling, not that it's specifically on that day. And a similar pasuk from last week's Parsha as well. Today, the eternal, your God, is commanding you to carry out these statutes and laws, and you will indeed safeguard and carry them out with your whole heart and your entire being. Rashi on, on the word, Today, the eternal, your God, is commanding you. Every day, you should regard them like new, as if you had been commanded about them on that day. So similar concept. That every day it should be renewed as if today is the day you were commanded. So according to this understanding, as well, the explanation is, and Hashem has commanded you today, etc., that you will be his amsagula, his chosen nation. This is said as a continuation of the same idea that on this day Hashem has commanded you. That's just a, a bracket, that's the side point, but back to our original con- thought that we were saying that we already know we were established as a nation at the giving of the Torah. So why are we saying it's happening on this day? So therefore, we can understand that in order to establish that based on this thought process, on this logic of how we know now that Rashi understands the word Hayom, Rashi explains on the phrase, in order to establish you, etc. It's not, um, it's not in order to. It's not in order to establish you, in order to uh, create, like, establish you, but rather to strengthen you, to strengthen your existence. The, the, the fact that you are a nation. So I'm not making you a nation. I'm, I'm strengthening the status that you already have. Because we know that the word hayom in many other contexts refers to an ongoing process and not just that it happened back then, but rather an ongoing process that it should be renewed on a, on a regular basis. The Rebbe brought out a few psukim where that's how Rashi understands them. So Rashi is explaining over here that it wasn't like a one-time thing. Hakim hayom in order to establish you today, but rather it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing process. So what happened at the giving of the Torah? The Jewish people, their status changed. They became the nation of Hashem. But it's possible that in the future, um, over over a long period of time, 
or Vidoris Habaim, or in the upcoming generations, Tia Hanhagas Fenesel Shalo Kidvai Chaspashalam, that the behavior, the the um practices of the Jewish people will not be exactly as they should be. And maybe there could be a change. But what's the difference here? The chiddush, the, the novel idea here, that I am strengthening you as a nation. Meaning Rashi changed the word of the Torah from hakim to in his explanation, kayem. So it's not a reminiscent concept or that I am that I'm establishing you, but rather it's a ongoing concept that I'm strengthening you as a nation. Briso natna kiyum labris ben Yisrael lekadosh baruch hu laad olamim. So this covenant gives strength to the covenant that already existed between the Jewish people. It strengthens it that it will be existing forever. So is, is that clear so far? So it makes sense as when we, in the beginning, we read the sukkim that followed and it says, and not with you alone, this is Pasuk Yad Gimel, am I forming this covenant and swearing this oath, Pasuk Yad Dalet, but with those we're standing here with us today before the before the eternal our guard and with those who are not here with us today. Because we're not talking about we're talking about the ongoing future that Hashem is going to keep renewing and renewing this covenant. Ella al kol al mekasha ben hamish lemikra. Okay, so we explained a lot, but the ben hamish lemikra, the five-year-old learning this, is still going to have a question. So how is this covenant stronger than the one that came before? Because there seemed to be, you know, within the first covenant at Matan Torah, there seems to be space for an upgrade, an update. So what's different about this one, that this one isn't going to be changed at some point in the future as well? This is why Rashi brings in the words, that, that original phrase, that Hashem went to this great effort for this purpose. That Hashem went to a special effort. That he entered in and he immersed himself in a very unique and special way, so to speak, in this covenant. As it says in our in our parsha, in order to enter the bris, la'avrech is not the common usage of the word um, for entering a covenant. Usually it'd be like Nishba or a shvua, but here it says to enter. Le'avarech, which really means to pass through. The um, Keperish Rashi Derech Avara, as Rashi explains it there, this means passing through. Hayinu shagam hakadosh baruch hu kiviachol avar benatayim kishemachitza mekan v'mechitza kan, as if Hashem also is passing through. As you know from earlier in in Bereshis, when there's um, a covenant made. The animals were lined up on both sides and they passed through them. 
as it says in the Rashi, by by passing through, so the covenants were made, they would make a partition on one side and a partition on the other side, and they would pass in between. The calf that they cut into two, they passed between its pieces. It's very, um, it brings up, it's very uh, imagery. There's a lot of imagery there, but that's the way a covenant was made in the biblical times. The animal would be cut in half and passed through. And it's saying that Hashem, in his own way, he passed through. It's as if Hashem himself is taking on an oath. Not just the Jewish people, but Hashem also. That's what's different over here. So there's a there's no ability for things to change at this point with this type of a with this type of a covenant. And to bring out this unique idea, to bring out this novel idea, Rashi changes the words, the phrase to make him a nation to the phrase before him a nation. And how, what's the difference in those two phrases? The, the phrase lo la'am, to, to him a nation, the lafan of la'am, before him a nation, is lo la'am perusha When it says lo la'am, the, the understanding is that this nation is the nation of God. And it belongs to Hashem. The elu lafan of la'am, but the phrase before him a nation, perusha'enhu rak am shalo, they're not just his nation, ela hu nimsa the omed. Lefanov. Rather, he is found and he stands before them. And I skipped the parentheses. If they are like his nation, it's still possible that he could be far from them. But here it's saying that he is Nimsev Omed Lefanov, that he is close to them. He is he is found and he is standing right before them, together with them. And this is what it says in the first verse of the Pasuk, you are standing today before Hashem, your God. So to be someone's people could be like, you're somebody's child, you're somebody's relative. You could still be far from them. You just happen to belong to them. But here we're saying, you are one with him. You're standing right there. You're standing right before him. You're together with him. So the Torah says you will be his nation. Rashi says you're you're one with him. You're together with him as one. And this is strengthening the fact that it's not possible that there can be any changes in this covenant versus the initial the initial covenant at Matan Torah. If we were just his nation, we would still have the capacity to be far from Hashem, to stand far from him. And it would lend itself, there would be the possibility that we wouldn't even feel his existence or that we are the chosen nation.
And maybe there would be some changes in, in, in the words and what was said. But, but through what we're saying now, that it's an ongoing process, it's a continual active process that Hashem is establishing in the, in the present, in the active, um, and that forever we will be standing before him, together with him. We are promised that there will never be a weakness in this covenant. Okay, so we, we, we went pretty far so far in um, the words of Rashi that at first glance seemed like he wasn't really telling us anything new to say that we've, we're understanding this covenant to mean that it's an ongoing process, that he's together with us always, and that we're continually being established as, as a people. And that he's not, uh, the original Mepharshim said that he's only explained the word Lama'an, but, uh, but here we've, we've given it a much deeper understanding based on just a few changes in the words. The Perish Rashi Zai Nikar Bebola Inyan Asherashi Be Perisho Tor Biyahad Al Zashani Lovati Ella Lukshito. So we know that there's a rule in Rashi that Rashi is always coming to teach us shot. A good definition for the shot is the contextual meaning. Sometimes people define it as the simple meaning, but it's not always simple, but it's probably better and more accurate to define shot as the contextual meaning. And what we just said right now fits right in with this rule of Rashi that he's coming to give us the contextual meaning. And every single idea that Rashi is giving us is just so we can understand the basic contextual meaning. But nonetheless, is definitely going to bring out within what Rashi is telling us are the deepest parts of Torah, what's called the Yene Shel Torah, the wine of Torah. So within this, this idea that Rashi is telling us, the pshat, the, the basic contextual understanding, that the new idea that's being brought out here is that the Jewish people will be before Hashem, right there, one with Hashem. This fits in and explains beautifully exactly something that the Alta Rebbe says in Lakute Torah on this week's Parsha. And the Alta Rebbe gives an explanation of the word Am, of the word nation. Brackets. What the altar was about to teach us is not like the general explanation of the word am, which is explained in Hasidus in many places, that it comes from the word um, the coals of of that the the when the coals of the fire are dying down, that it, it that it has to do with the people are separate and distinct and they are far from the greatness of the king. But rather, in this explanation, he says quite the opposite. 
A nation is that they are people that are like him and they are connected to him. This means that Hashem establishes and lifts up the Jewish people. I'm getting into a little bit of Kabbalah over my head, but what does it mean that Hashem lifts us up of the level of supernal thought? Not going to like really attempt to explain what that means, but a very, very, very high level. Um, and that that's how the Alter Rebbe explained this in Lakute Torah. And again, what Rashi's telling us is that Hashem has lifted up the Jewish people, that they are with Hashem, not, not just his nation, but they are his nation in front of him, besides him. Another idea from the wine of Torah, the depths of Torah that's within this Rashi, on the words, you are standing here today. The Alter Rebbe explains that the word Hayom is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. And a remembrance of this covenant between the Jewish people and Hashem happens, must happen every year on Rosh Hashanah. So according to this understanding, the commentaries quoted above on last week's Parsha, Parsha's Tavo say, Hayom Hazeh, Hashem Lokecha Mitzavacha Begomer as Hashem Hamrez Hayom Begomer Hashem Hamrech Hayom Liot Lalaam Segula, quoting the Psukum we quoted before, that on this day Hashem has commanded you, on this day Hashem has made you into his chosen nation. Dekai al Kritas Habris Han Asad Be Rosh Hashanah. That this is all connected to the covenant that was made on Rosh Hashanah. When every phrase where it says the word Hayom is, ref- is referring to things that happened on Rosh Hashanah. Hayom, with the hay, is relevant. And according to this, we, we can actually bring out that these two ideas are two concepts in the covenant that is established between the Jewish people and Hashem. The first one is lihiot lola'am, as it says in the Pasuk itself, to be for him a nation, to be his nation, one, to become his people. And the second one, vehikim, as Rashi explains, means kayem, otcha, lo, as Rashi changes the word to lafanav la'am, to strengthen us as a people. So the first level is to establish us as to become his people, and the second level is to strengthen us as his people. And both of these concepts are, are part of what's happening on Rosh Hashanah, the establishment of his people, becoming his people, and the strengthening of us as his people. Um, and now the Rebbe is going to quote a teaching from his father. That his, his father's teaching on the Zohar, the Perish HaPasuk, on, on the verse, which is from last week's Parsha, 
Chavzayim Pasuk Tess, that on this day you will become his people, the Kai Afhu al Rashashana Vizelashana, that the Rebbe's father explains that when it says Hayom Hazeh, it's referring to Rashashana. And these are the words of the Rebbe's father. You should know that this verse is referring to what happened on Rosh Hashanah. When it says Hayom Hazet, it means Rosh Hashanah. Me the kafhe be'elo nivraha olam. This is uh, this is the um, the day when the world was established, and it's greater than the twenty fifth kafhe elul when the world was created. Because Rosh Hashanah is the, the Friday of creation, whereas the Sunday, so to speak, of creation was kafhe elul, the the twenty fifth of elul. And therefore, becoming a nation is as it's written. I established you a nation, Hayom, this day, Liot Lo Laam, Shakai Al Rosh Hashanah. As that on the day that I established you a nation, this happened on Rosh Hashanah. And as it's written in Lakute Torah, in the Dibor Hamaskal, in the phrase that's pulled out, on, on, that on this day you have become a nation. But this is happening on Rosh Hashanah. So we have to understand. What is the connection between these two ideas? You have become a nation, yes, la'am, and I established you a nation. These are the two levels of our nationhood. Um, sorry, should be translated as I am strengthening you. I'm actively continuing you as a nation. Versus the first one, I have created you a nation. I have made you into a nation. Remember, we have our two stages. We have establishing you, making you a nation, and strengthening you as a nation. What is the connection between these two ideas? We have to bring a general idea that the day is Rosh Hashanah. That on this day you have become a nation. Kashor liyom Rosh Hashanah. And this idea we find in the in the explanation on the Pasuk, I have established you today as a nation. In Lakute Torah. Lakute Torah is what tells us that the day we're talking about is Rosh Hashanah. Um, regarding this this proof that Hayom Hazeh means Rosh Hashanah, Shahi Mimasha Rosh Hashanah Nikra Zeh, Rosh Hashanah is, is referred to as Zeh, as this. Sarih Lahavin, Halo Perusha Hayom Kayal Rosh Hashanah, Enum Miyosad Al Kach Rosh Hashanah Nikra Zeh, 
Ella Mishum Shayom Kufa Meramez al Rashashana. Okay, so when you use the word ze, when you use this, when you point your finger to someone, um, if you can go back to um, childhood, if like somebody, if you're misbehaving in school and someone says that girl over there, they point your finger. Uh, it's a very like essential point. Uh, it brings out right to the essence, sort of deeper, as they say, it's like deeper than the name, which I believe this is probably the same idea as the, as Moshe Rabbeinu, his name is Ba'ata Tetzave, his name is not in the Parsha, he's referred to as Ba'ata, you, which is almost like deeper than a name. Sichas on that, I'm bringing in a side point over here, but I think it's a similar concept that when you refer to something as Zeh, that one, it's like um, a very, very deep level of connecting to the essence of that thing. It's deeper than any descriptor, any name, any adjective that you could give to it. So what we're saying here is that the, there's the word Hayom, and it refers to Rosh Hashanah, um, and it's it eno meyusad al kash Rosh Hashanah ikrad zeh elo mishum shayom gufa meramez al Rosh Hashanah. So it's not just that it's called zeh, but that the word Hayom is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. And in the words of the Alter Rebbe, belashan Rabbeinu Hazaken, bekol makom shenamar Hayom who Hayom who Rosh Hashanah. Every place where something is referred to as Hayom means Rosh Hashanah. So we have, we're going we're gonna to develop this idea of Zeh and Hayom. The Kibir HaRamaz in the Zohar, it says in Lekut Zetor, Shanikra Hayom Lefishu Yom Hashishi Shabo Nivra Adam HaRishon Hayom HaYidua. That this was the sixth day, as in Friday of creation, the day when man was created. Vemahu um, shakatuv avi adoni mori virabi. And what about what the the Rebbe's father writes? Hayom hazeh niyas laam. On this day you will be a nation. Kayel rashashana lefish nikrazeh. Okay, the Rebbe's father is telling us that the word zeh is a reference to rashashana. The lo rak mitzat tevas hayom, and not just the word hayom, the day. So we have these two concepts. We have the word hayom, and we have the word zeh. And the Alter Rebbe seems to be telling us that the word Hayom is the reference to Rosh Hashanah, whereas the Rebbe's father is pointing out that the phrase Zeh, that one, refers to Rosh Hashanah. Make sense? I said this is going to get complicated. Vatmiya Afgadola. Okay, the question's even going to get bigger now. Afgadola means Hello, Baha'ara Zogufa. In this note from the Rebbe's father, Miyad Achar Machen Hevi. Avi Adoni Mori Virabi, Kanal Al Hapasak Laman Hikimatrahayom Laam, Shakai Al Rashashana, Baresham Lona Amar Hayom Hazeh. Okay, there's another place where the Rebbe's father says it's referring to Rosh Hashanah, um, but it doesn't have the phrase Hayom Hazeh, you know, in our Pasak over here, in order to establish you today as his people. The Rebbe's father says this is Rosh Hashanah, but he doesn't have the word Zeh. And it's the same idea as um, in the, the first Pasuk of our Parsha that it also doesn't have the word Zeh. It says, you are standing this day before Hashem. And it's also explained to be Rosh Hashanah. So it seems to be confusing which one means Rosh Hashanah. So there are two levels. They both mean Rosh Hashanah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> there are two levels of Rosh Hashanah itself. 
Bechina hanikra ze, the bechina of ze, that one, that one over there. Uve pasuk hayom hazenias la'am. As it says, on that day they became a nation. Shebo sakas ha'arishel avi adoni mori viravi, which goes according to the opinion of, or 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 is in line with the note of the Rebbe's father. And this level of Zeb brings us to the second level. The, the level which is referred to as the day. Which is like in our Parsha. In the opening Pasuk of our Parsha, you are standing here. And in our Pasuk, that's Pasuk Tas and in Yud hayom. You have been established on this day. Okay, we're up to Sa'it Zion. We have these two levels now. And if you wanna just a little backup, we had two levels in, we already spoke about two levels. These, there was the level of Hashem establishing us as a nation and then the level of Hashem strengthening us as a nation continually, which Rashi was hinting to us when he changed the word Hekim to Kayam, uh, a passive word to an active word. Zion Habiwar Bazer. So even though the word hayom refers to the day, the known day, so when we, we have Hayom is the known day, but it's still not as powerful as Hayom Hazeh. You know, you could say on that day or on it, it, it happened or that one. It's it's a little more powerful when you can kind of point as, as the Rebbe even says in parentheses, Marin Be'etzba, like point with a finger. It's more clear. And this is hinted to in Rashi and our original Rashi's changing of the words in the Torah. It's not, he didn't change the words in the Torah. I didn't mean to say that, but um, explaining the Torah's words by changing them a little bit around in his, in his commentary. Um, okay, we're going to quote a previous Parsha, Al Hapasak. The parsha is Veschanan in a pasuk in Eschanan, Asher Anochi Mitzavacha Hayom, which today I am commanding to you. Perushashi Lo Yebe Enecha Kidiyuta Yashna Ela Kechadasha. Rashi explains on this, and as you spoke about earlier in the Sicha, that when it's talking about a day, he means it's like a continual process. Um, on the words Anochi Mitzavacha Hayom, I am commanding you today. Rashi says, it shouldn't look in your eyes as like an old story, but like something new. With the letter chaf in the beginning of the word chadasha, chaf means like, meaning a comparison. Which is different than in last week's Parsha, in Parsha Savo, as it says, on this day Hashem is commanding you. And Rashi explains, which we already read, every day it should be new to you. So the difference is that in Parshas Eschanan, Rashi says, like new. You know, like when you buy something on eBay, there's different categories. There's new and there's like new. So 
I think we all, you know, familiar with that concept. So last in Parsha's Eschanan, it's like new. It's pretty good. It's like new. Maybe a few scratches, but it's like, okay, just that's a joke. Um, but in this week's Parsha, it's new. It's Chadasha. Bli chaf hadimyon, without that chaf, without the word like, without the comparison. And the same in Parsha's Yisro, which we know is the Parsha where Hashem gave us the Torah. On this day, they came in the in the Sinai Desert. Again, Rashi wrote, the words of the Torah are new to them. Not like new, they are new to them. So, the, the commentaries explain that in Yisro and in Savo, where it says Chadashim without the Chaf, it says new, not like new. It also has the word Hazeh. Hayom Hazeh, Ubayom Hazeh, this, that, the day, and on that day, with the word Hazeh, that one. Budga Sheyom Matan Torah Meir Ba'adam Begiluri Ba'adam Mareb Etzba meaning that the giving of the Torah was completely and totally revealed and you could like point to it with a finger. He could like see it with his eyes. So the words of the Torah were, were revolutionary, literally. They were new. Um, there's all sorts of explanations about what happened at the giving of the Torah. We saw the sounds and we, we heard the sights. Um, you know, our senses were completely opened up and there was like a complete and total revelation. But in Parshas Eschanan, it doesn't have the word hazeh. So the understanding is that, um, that it'll be upheld and it will be remembered every single day, but not on the level of zeh. That you could like see it with your finger. And therefore Rashi explains like new with the with the chaf of comparison, with the chaf that means a, um, a comparison. So again, we have another two levels here. We have, first we had in earlier in the Sikha, we had the level of establishing us a people, continuing us a people. And then we have um, more recently in the Sikha, the level of Hazeh and Hayom. The day and that day. Um, and now we have the Ke Chadasha, like new, and Chadasha, new. Ches, so again, we're going back to our two levels that are within Rosh Hashanah. Kenemar Bitfila al Rosh Hashanah is said in Rosh Hashanah's avening. Aleph Zehayom Tchilas Masecha. This is the day, the day when you of creation, the day of beginning of your handiwork. And Beis Zicharon Leyom Rishon, a remembrance to the first day. So, what are these two ideas? This is the day that you began your creation. This is Friday of creation. This is the sixth day of creation. Um, 
Yom Bria Sa'adam, the day when man was created. Shabo Nishadasha Inyon Shil Zeh, when this idea of Zeh was created. Hayom Ha'elakus Begili Be'olam Ha'tachton, the day when there was the greatest revelation or this enormous revelation of godliness in the lower worlds. And this level of Zeh is something that's seen about in the soul of mankind specifically. This very, 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 um, this tremendous revelation. But the other level, a remembrance towards the first day, this is actually referring to the 25th of Elul, Kaf Hei Elul. Hayom Harishon de is the Sunday of creation. Shehu Bechinas Ko. Now the Rebbe is going to use the number 25 as a word to Ko, which means so. Ko Amar Hashem, so said Hashem, etc. That the Sunday, the first day of creation, day one, is the level of Ko, is the level of so. As we know that the later Nevi'im would, would quote Hashem with the phrase Ko Amar Hashem, so said Hashem, whereas Moshe Rabbeinu, had a higher level of revelation and he would just quote Hashem directly without the word ko. So on this day, on the 25th of Elul, on the ko, this was the beginning of the um, existence of the world. But it was on the level of so, of ko, like new. So it it appeared, it was like an appearance alone. But the revelation, the greatness was not felt in the world, but on the way of like I can point to it with my finger. But rather, the godliness and the, the strength of what was within the world was something that was hidden. It wasn't revealed to the same level that it was revealed six days later when man was created. That initial starting point, there was a much greater, Hashem is hidden, there's a much greater, um, Um, hid, hiddenness, sorry, I'm like lacking the word here, of godliness in the world. Concealment, that's the word I was looking for. So what's the difference between the first day of creation and the sixth day, which is Rosh Hashanah, is that at, at, by the time man is created, all of the um, godliness has been drawn down. And it's as if the creation of the world itself is renewed on the day when man is created. So like the creation of man is bringing out the creation, is, is, is bringing out, is, is almost like renewing creation of the world. Um, because everything is dependent on the work of mankind, including creation of the world. The world is renewed on Rosh Hashanah, which is not the day of creation, but rather the day that man was created. Tess. Masha Rosh Hashanah kologam inyan zeh. Shepriya sa'olam eschadesh bo ko, eina ki inyan sadi v'nosef so 
Gilui Elokeha Shaykh La'adam. Um, so Rosh Hashanah includes the concept of ko, the concept of creation of the world. And this isn't a side point. This isn't like an extra idea, but rather this is a result of, of the fact that Rosh Hashanah is inclusive of the creation of the world. The creation of the world, it's all one, one idea. It's not just that, okay, that happened back then, that's ko, and today is the creation of man. The creation of the world, in a way, is brought to its its revelation, its understanding, its capacity to be felt and to be experienced through the creation of the man. Six days later, it's one um, it's one interconnected concept. The kimashal, and here is a explanation to bring us back down to earth a little bit because this is getting very uh, kabbalistic. A person does a work, a craft, because they love it, they enjoy it, they have a will to do it. But then they get tired and their hands start to get weak. So what do you do? You have to folk, you have to meditate, you have to think about and arouse and renew that pleasure. That you had in doing that work and doing whatever it was you were doing. And through this, through going back to that original pleasure, then you're going to have a chizuk, a strengthen, and you're going to strengthen yourself in the work that you need to do. And you won't be weak. And this is what's happening on Rosh Hashanah. We crown the king on Rosh Hashanah. That we bring down the pleasure that Hashem has um, from above. And this is the inner intent, the deepest, deepest um, inner, inner intention um, that Hashem has. Because Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the handiwork, so to speak. Um, it includes the entire creation. And we bring this down, Lebaila. We bring down, we bring down the concept of ha'adam, which comes from, from mankind, Yisrael Dafka, through us, specifically through the Jewish people. And through this, we bring down a renewal of the creation of the entire world. What I think it's saying here is that mankind is the tainug, is, is the pleasure, the Jewish people specifically, of Hashem. And through us crowning the king, which is the ultimate um, high point of, of this, the creation process, because we know the creation process started on the 25th of Elul, but concludes on Rosh Hashanah. And through us crowning the king, we elicit that initial tainug, that initial pleasure that Hashem has. We bring that down. This, this hashva hapnimi, this very, very deep, um, high level that's incredibly difficult to understand, but we can know intellectually that it exists. Um, so through this, there's a renewal of the world. It doesn't happen as its own thing, like a renewal of the 25th of Elul. Ella, but rather but rather 
through this renewal of this inner dimension of the Jewish people, Harehu Naila Legamre, Mechidish Olam which is much higher than the creation of the world on the 25th of Elul. Inyan Chidish Olam Hanifal Berashashana, Enokoel Rocket, Etsem Hakium Al Haolam, Ella as Gilu Helokus Baolam. So what's the, the new idea that happens on Rosh Hashanah? It's not just the establishment of the world, the creation of the world, but, but it's the revelation of godliness in the world. Zeh Rosh Hashanah Nimshach Beko. So the level of Zeh, this is it, I see it, that's it. Of Rosh Hashanah, it's brought down through Ko. Ko also meaning 25, the 25th of Elul, also the creation of the world, so said Hashem, that it's not as direct. So this direct revelation is brought out um, through the, the lower level of ko, or the more concealed level. It's exactly like the idea of the sixth day of creation. The supernal man, Adam Harishon, didn't just crown Hashem as king. Ela pa'al ken al kol hanivraim, but rather he was king over or uh, a ruler over all the creations. As you know, he gave names to everything. Bo Hashem that he compelled them to bow to Hashem to recognize Hashem. So Adam Harishon, it's like the completion of an ongoing process, or the high point, or or the I don't know if the word completion is right. And there's brackets at the bottom of page seven. Okay, so the Rebbe is telling us here, there's a very big difference between the revelation of godliness within a person versus the revelation of godliness within the world. The, the soul of mankind, a soul of a Jew, he has the ability to reach the level of Godliness on level of zet. This is it. Re- total revelation. Masha'inken ba'olam. On the other hand, in the world, gam ma'ira, even when godliness is shining, ein ha'or kolkach, the light is never going to be as strong. Ela ba'ofen shel dmus ilvad, but rather likeness. You can see the likeness of godliness, but not the level of, that's it. I see it. I like Yud, page eight. This all happens on Rosh Hashanah. The day when man was created, the level of Zeh, of that's it. The day um, when the world itself is brought to this higher level that you can see godliness revealed. So this is not just a result of what happens on Rosh Hashanah, but this is the main point of Rosh Hashanah. This is the the place where we're where we're where we're trying to get. Beyeter al ken ikar hadin b'Rosh Hashanah ki al gufos al inyanim gashmiim. So even more so, what's Rosh Hashanah all about? The day of judgment. It's on. Uh, it's on our bodies. It's on us as, as people, on physical matter. Galus Pnimius Ratzon Ha Elyon Milamala. 
Tzarich Lomar Nimshach Lamata Lehislavesh Begashmias. That is because the revelation, the inner revelation of the highest levels above, Tzarich Lomar, must be drawn down below to be enclosed within the physical, within the physicality. This is a concept that, you know, we encounter many, many times, but the Rebbe is just really, really, really drawing it out that the whole entire point is, was the creation of man. That's what it was all about. That's a, that's the icker. That's not just a result. It's not a side point. It's, it's what we're, what we were going towards. Meaning that the revelation of godliness has to be drawn down into the physical. Because even though the um, revelation of godliness, because not even because the revelation of godliness has to be in the level of ze, of this is it, I see it. And because, as we as we said above, that the uh, revelation of godliness within a person is greater than that within the world in general, um, this the 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 completeness, the fullness of this concept of of godliness is when it's permeated in all matters, even in the lowest levels. Even things that don't have, that aren't seemingly godly. And we need to bring out a revelation of godliness into the level of ko, into the, the lower level, the level of so, so said Hashem. It's like new. This is um, similar to something that the Rambam says. A scholar, a chacham, a tamad chacham should not be recognized just as in his academics and his learning, but he should be recognized in his behavior and how he eats and how he acts. That has to be drawn down into all levels of who a person is. What does it mean to be a true chacham, a true scholar, a true uh, wise person? Not that his wisdom should be seen not just in his learning, but even in his like worldly low, lowly matters that he his engages in. So even things that don't seem like there's any connection to a great wisdom. But these things have to be done in a way of his chachma, in a way of chachma also. This kind of reminds me of the hayom yom, where it says like, here goes a chassid, here sleeps a chassid, and that a person has to be, uh, behave in a certain way in all matters. As you know, like when you hear some day-to-day experience about someone that you previously respected and how they acted inappropriately in a very simple experience, uh, greeting somebody or something like that, a celebrity, somebody meets a celebrity and the celebrity you know, is really rude, all of a sudden you're like in shock. Like I, I looked up to you and not that we're talking to celebrities here, but the Rambam is, is telling us this rule that when a person is truly, truly to be venerated and to be looked up at to as a chacham, it means that in all areas of their life, not just in, in the specific area of their expertise. Yud Aleph. Okay, so we're gonna try to wrap, wrap up a lot of ideas here. Alpi Kohanal, according to everything we said, 
Yuvan gam hakesher ben kritas habris lios lolaam nieslaam vebein hayom hazeh. So we can understand the connection of establishing a covenant, the idea of make you will be for me a nation, and I will establish you a, a nation to the level of hayom hazeh, the chinas zeh, this this level of this day, the level of that's it. The kol hashaycha shel kriyatas habris leman hakim begomer lo laam el hayom stam bevechinas ko, and the level of I will make for you uh, the level of I will establish you today as his people, and the level of hayom, not hayom hazeh, just hayom by itself, is the level of ko, is the level of like or so said Hashem. So within mankind, within us, we also have the level of zeh and the level of ko, the level of complete and total clear revelation and the level of so said Hashem, or it's like new, or it, it's um, a, less of a revelation. And that is in our neshama and our goof, our soul and our body. Or you could say, You could say it's another way to say it, the same idea, the essence of the soul and the aspect of the soul that's enclosed within the body. At the giving of the Torah, the revolution was the essence of the covenant between the Jews and Hashem. I created you into a nation. This came on the level of the soul. When there's a complete and total revelation of Hashem on the level of Zeh. And the whole time that, um, that the Jews were in the desert, they were, as the Yeshiva Bacham like to say, they were muft. I know, people are familiar with that expression. They were they were separate from physical from physical ideas. They were they as we know they didn't have to worry about food. The man came. They didn't have to worry about laundry. They didn't have to worry about their clothes. Their clothes with them. All these different um, ideas. They didn't have to worry about the the day to day difficult uh, practical things. Haya de bebris zok They were just completely connected. To Hashem. There's you know so many concepts about what it was like for the Jews in the desert. They're led by the clouds of, in front and in back. It's a completely godly, godly time. <laughs> However, eventually they have to enter the land of Israel. Eretz no Shevet, a settled land. This covenant that they had, which was on the level of the soul, is not enough at this point. Because we need this connection to last, even at the times when the Jews are involved in physical activities. Because we want this covenant that's that's established in, in the capacity of the soul that it should also have an impact that should it should be seen in the in the body as well. That the body itself that the body itself 
should be in the situation of Lefanov um, before him a nation. Like we said before, that the level of Z should be seen um, within, should be brought out from the level of Ko, that the soul connection should be brought out within the connection that the body has. And this is all um, cause that the, the or dependent on that the covenant itself should be kiyum nitzachi, should be everlasting. In all situations, in all ways that Hashem, that the Jewish people that that the Jewish people find themselves in, meaning this ongoing, this strengthening, this ongoing connection to Hashem. And therefore, every year comes year after year. Bevo Moed Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah comes. That the um, covenant is renewed and it's and this is aroused within Hashem every single year. And the Jewish people are confident, even from Arab Rosh Hashanah, that they will be judged favorably. And especially in the in addition to the spiritual things, so not just the spiritual things, excuse me, um, from the, the level of the neshama, but also the physical things, the things that are connected to the body. Meaning that we have this level of zed, this very deep, deep level that's being brought out, that's being brought to the surface on the, on the lower level, on the more concealed level, the level of the body. And it's brought, drawn down that every single Jewish person will be sealed and will be written and sealed in, in, for a good and sweet new year. In physical things, and children and sustenance and everything that you need, and as well spiritual things. The physical and the spiritual are one together in a good and revealed and obvious way. Beautiful. Yeah, great job. Yeah, complicated theater and you cleared it. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you. Clarified, clarified. Really, yes, I can. Well, if you want to just like, you know, go back to the Rashi that he's changing these words, the Hikim to the Kayem. And the uh, the low la'am to lefan of la'am is that is, goes back to those levels of ze and ko and chadasha and kechadasha and all the different levels are sort of line up. If you were to make a chart, you could see how it all kind of lines up. Um, but yes, it was a very complicated season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Oh, and happy chayelu. <laughs> That's oh, very good, Yanta. Wow. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you very well, much. Well done. Well done.